Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, we want to come back to something that we were talking to uh, Tony Wallace uh, from Rooney's Auctioneers uh, about yesterday, and that is uh, the spiralling cost of renting, especially in Limerick City, up 10% according to the latest daft report over the last 12 months. Rent can't go up annually by more than 4% prior to the recent change last last month. But uh, a landlord can enjoy, I suppose, a 2% increase, uh, sorry, 4% increase per annum after the 12-month period. So if they haven't touched the rent in, say, uh, two years, they can increase it by 8%. That's the way the law is currently written. Sorry, and did you say there was a recent change on that, was there? Yeah, rent pressure zone... Um, capped rent increases to 4%. The recent change in July just gone is uh, doing away with that 4% cap and it's now in line with the cost per price index. So further suppressing how much rent can increase by. That will suppress it, will it? Yes. Okay, so so we are likely then to see on an annual basis um, a, a lower level of increase in Limerick and elsewhere in the country if you're in a rent pressure zone. Absolutely, but it's not resolving our problem, Joe. It's not resolving our problem. We're seeing landlords exiting the market by the time we need them. Um, We need one-off landlords. We need landlords with portfolios to increase our supply. And the DAFT report is is quoted, and I believe the Irish Independent quoted again this morning, of there's an alarming rate of landlords exiting the market. And you might ask the question, Joe, why are they exiting the market Um, over regulation? We do need regulation. We do need a law. Uh, we do need an even playing pitch. But unfortunately, the rules um, of landlord and tenant seem to be ever-changing. Certainly in the last 12 months, it could be debated that the rules changed every six or seven months. They're now afraid um, of, 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 of what may happen. They're exiting the market. This is the issue, Joe. Supply and landlords exiting is, is, is hindering our supply. That's uh, Tony Wallace there from Rooney Auctioneers. So that's the expert view, but we want to see what your direct experiences have been like of renting in Limerick. And our own Megan has been chatting to listener Jane about it. I've been in Limerick for about 10 years now and been through 12 different houses, not including student accommodation on campus. And I can tell you that landlords that trust people who say they're students are very few and far between. And I can understand why, but it's been tough trying to find houses that aren't in a shambles when you rent them because they think you're just going to ruin it because you're a student. And I'm extremely responsible when it comes to like the houses that I live in. I'd Like if there's anything wrong, I've repainted the inside of a house before because the people I've lived with have like scuffed things. Renting in Limerick is, it's, it's tough. It's not that there's a lack of accommodation in Limerick. It's just the fact that a lot of it isn't made available to people that are either on basic starting working wages or people that say they're students, even if they're post-grads. A lot of landlords won't rent to you. Like I'm a mature student, I'm, I'm old enough. A lot of landlords won't rent to me because as soon as I say, yeah, I'm studying in UL, they immediately go, no. Nah. Not we don't want students. The price of rent has increased over the last year. I wasn't aware that it was 10%, but it's glad to have a number on it now. A lot of people are still struggling for money. COVID has caused a lot of jobs to go out of action. And that does mean a lot of people, including myself, are struggling to make ends meet. 
there is both the side that I say, oh, it's not fair on the renters that the rent has gone up. But it's it's also the landlords that are struggling as well. They might have two or three houses. They have mortgages on their own house. They might have mortgages on the houses they're renting. So I can understand why rent has gone up 10%. But that shouldn't be the renters just because the economy is a little wavy right now. I do worry about finding accommodation in Limerick in the future. Like, I have an emotional support animal. It's a cat. And maybe one in every 40 landlords allow pets. And that's with, like, extreme reason given. They're like, no, no, we won't. And then you explain to them and then maybe they say yes. But money-wise, to find something that's in my budget, I've had to go to the depths of students' estates. (laughs) <laughs> to be able to afford what I actually can live in. Because if I was to look for, say, a two-person apartment in town, I would be struggling to make ends meet. And I know a lot of people are in the same situation as me. I have friends that have been looking for accommodation before, and they're extremely stuck when it comes to what's in their budget. I specifically know it's extremely tough because low budget and people just say, oh, you have a pet. When it's a necessity, it's not really something you can just say, ah, yeah, sure, I'll leave it at my mom's house. So I am extremely worried about renting in the future. I've stayed in the one place for ages, even though it's in a less than desirable area, purely because I can afford it and the landlady is sound to me. Once you find a good landlord, I've stuck with her. Do I believe in some sort of rent cap? I I do and I don't. I believe that there should be a rent cap on us if it's necessary to bring it up. That there should be like a subsidiary or an ability to say, look, I know it needs an increase, but I can only afford X, Y, Z. And there should be able to be a compromise kind of situation. I know that won't work in every instance because some people aren't able to raise how much they're able to pay. A lot of rents are hard to meet already. But there needs to be a way that both the landlord and us as renters aren't getting stuck because it's it's not being able to pay that's the issue i've known so many of my friends this year that they have run out of savings to be able to spend on rent and they've had to go home so i think a rent cap should be introduced for areas that people don't have the income especially student accommodations especially places around campus especially when you're renting to younger people maybe maybe the rent cap shouldn't be on the house itself but on the applicant. It was always an idea of mine that one person should only have to pay X, Y, Z depending on their income. But that was it's always one of my harebrained ideas. Do I think the price of rent is driving young people out of Ireland? Yes and no. Like the price of rent and the lack of income, both of those combined are pushing us out. That's listener Jane uh, chatting to Megan. So um, she's a young woman, but she's been in Limerick for 10 years and you can hear her struggles with renting. We're chatting about real people's experiences of renting in Limerick and uh, Megan and Declan are on the line right now. Uh, Megan, what did you make of what Jane was saying before the break? Yeah, I think what Jane was saying, probably a lot of people related to it. And the part that particularly struck me was about how young people and the way that landlords sometimes view young people. I found that in my own case when I was looking to rent somewhere. Um, I started looking in October last year. And I found that when I was going to house viewing, because I went to a good few of them, um, landlords seemed to be a bit sceptical when I came and I said I was in full-time employment and that everyone that was going to be renting with me was in full-time employment. But we are from the ages of 21 to 23. 
So for I think I went to view about six or seven houses and we didn't get any of them. Um, now, I know that a lot of landlords probably are looking for maybe somewhere, someone that's a bit more long-term in their eyes, um, so possibly families as well. And I know that it's a struggle for families to find places, especially they've got more ties with kids going to school and everything like that. But I definitely found that when I went in and looked around, it was very much, oh, thank you for your time. They didn't seem too interested in me. And then I just got very lucky and found a landlord that was willing to take a chance, even though we were all young people and we've had no problems. I think they assume that you're going to be throwing wild parties and, um, you know, keeping your neighbours up at night. But that's not obviously always the case. Obviously, there's a bit of a stigma around that with young people, I think, when they're renting, especially if they're renting with a right. bunch of other young people. So where you are now, was that something that you copped on was available very quickly, quicker than most? I did where I am now I got really lucky so I basically had to I had been looking for accommodation for two months before I found this and we started and it took us two months to get a house and in I had seen this within the first 20 minutes of the post being put up on a renting website so we contacted the landlord and set up and a house viewing and then when we spoke to him he said that he had been gotten so many requests for the actual house that he had to take down the post after an hour from the renting website that there were so many requests sent to him about viewing. And then we just got really lucky. We were one of the first people to view it and we had all of our references and then we got the house. But it really is first come, first serve. Um, when it comes to it, a lot of the time, you just have to be constantly refreshing websites, um, checking. There's a bunch of renting pages on social media like Facebook as well. And it just comes down to constantly being on it. So it's a very stressful experience. You very much have to commit a lot of time to it when you are thinking of moving. Right. But you've been fortunate this time in that you're having a good experience. Oh, definitely. Definitely. The first time around, um, I was looking for just a room rather than an entire house. And I had it was the case of I was getting calls to do a viewing and I was still in Mayo at the time. So I would have to go up and do a viewing. And then I would, one of the times I just arrived back in Mayo, and I got a call to do another viewing, so I had to head back up to Limerick. And a lot of the time, I didn't even get the room. Um, and sometimes you end up then just picking rooms that are more expensive than you would like to pay and possibly in conditions that you might not want to go into, but because you're kind of a bit desperate then at the end of it. But definitely this time around, I'm a lot happier with um, the outcome of it. But it, it definitely is a very stressful experience from, from my experience of it. Okay, Megan, well, I'm delighted to hear that because um, you don't live too far from me. And even though I've waved at you on numerous occasions, you've studiously ignored me. over. That is last, not true. Over, this oh, is fake news. Oh, fake no, news it's <laughs> absolutely true. Over the last few months, so it, I'm, I'm delighted to hear without identifying the area that you're, you're happy where you are now. That's great news. Um, so Declan, uh, you are on the line as well and morning to you. Um, so what's your experience been like? Morning, Joe. Well, my experience has been, I'd say, positive and negative. I've, I'm in a very good place at the moment, very happy with where I'm renting. But overall, like, I've had to chase people through the Residential Tenancies Board for taking deposits and then not giving the house. Uh, that was a story that was actually in the Ridge Leader when it happened. Um, pretty depressing sense of the market is a rip-off. At one point, I was paying double the average mortgage repayment in rent on a 1970s-built house with no upgrades to the 70s, single-grade windows, cracks in the walls, like... I'm not shocked that the price of rent has risen by 10%, but I'm depressed that the price of rent has risen by 10%. 
Um, and what do you put it down to? I mean, a combination of factors. I think the first simple one is that while, as Megan has said, a lot of younger people and students, a lot of landlords don't want to rent them, the ones that do know they can charge whatever they want, particularly around the universities. So you get a ripple effect of rent prices raising coming out from, say, around Elm Park and College Court. There are houses in Elm Park that haven't been fixed up in a decade that cost more to rent than houses in Moline, which is a much nicer area. Um, and that ripple effect comes out. Yeah, and and I'm, fairly... I'm just going to have to be careful here now from a legal perspective. Like, there are, the, you're naming mm. specific estates and you, you may refer to some and that's fine. There may be others who are perfectly fine. I don't want to get into identifying individual landlords. We can't afford the legal bills of course and, not, and of neither course can not. you. Um, but, you know, if you open that on you know, any given day and check rent prices by area, um, you'll, see, you'll see it. And I think Limerick's going to become a rent pressure zone. Well, but no, the thing is, Declan, Limerick is a rent pressure zone, and including the Castle Troy area, and it's been a mm-hmm. rent pressure zone for quite some considerable time. So, in, in reality, I, I know you're suggesting that might help, but it's actually happened. It's been the case for well, a while it, now. It, it, it has happened in, in, this, in this area, yeah, and I think it has. I, I think, I think most of the city raising. now is actually yeah. covered. I think they did it yeah. by degrees, and they picked certain areas, but certainly the area you're talking about, Castle Troy mm-hmm. area and wider, it has been around pressure zone for some time, as have other parts of the city as well. So, so it's in it, but it does still appear to be the case that in overall terms, the rent Rents is going up. Yeah. Um, I do think it has slowed in Limerick since, since they started introducing restrictions. But as you say, I think it has absolutely. Like, there's still there's still reasons why it's happening. I think there's a shortage of housing as well, which is, um, you know, there's a combination of economic factors for that that are beyond sort of landlord's control or renter's control. Um, and there's various other issues as well. And, and I mean, in your experience, you know, is it people, particularly younger people, having to club together? And, and on average, what's it costing per month to rent? Oh, yeah. Absolutely, younger people having to club together. As for the cost per rent for, to rent per month, I mean, it varies obviously from area to area. But on average, you could be paying you're, you're paying twelve to eighteen hundred at the cheap end of the scale per month for a house. Um, where I'm living now, and I'm not going to identify the area, but uh, it's a wonderful house. I've no complaints. Uh, I would not be approved myself. And my girlfriend would not be approved for a mortgage for it because our combined income is too low. But the mortgage repayments would be a thousand euro a month. We're paying eighteen hundred euro a month rent, which, when you think about it, is pretty crazy. Mm. Bank won't approve you for a mortgage because you're too poor, pay nearly double it in rent, and that is standard at the moment. After the DAF.ie report came out yesterday, um, the housing spokesperson from the Social Democrats, Keir Callaghan, actually issued a statement breaking down the areas of the country where rents cost more than mortgages, and it's pretty much the entire country. Yes. It's not just a Limerick problem. Yes. Um, but the problem is we have we have a broken system. And you had um, you had Tony Wallace on here yesterday saying that over-regulation is the problem. We have the least regulated rental market in the European Union. And every time someone suggests further regulation, someone come, people come out and say, well, landlords will exit the market because they don't want to be regulated. But, but, but the, the difficulty is that, that even on an independent basis, you know, and the commentators are saying that that is what's happening, that landlords are exiting, which is creating oh, more pressure. It's absolutely true. It's absolutely true, Joe, that landlords are exiting partially due to economic factors during the, the COVID issues we've had and partially due to the fear of what they feel as excessive regulation. But the reality is they are experiencing less regulation than their peers in the rest of the European Union and they are not wanting to deal with further regulation because they know they won't live up to the standards of their peers across the EU. 
Well, Tracy's been in touch to say, uh, what about good landlords that get burnt by tenants, not getting paid rent for months at a time and can't get the tenants out unless you go to court and then getting back the house in an awful state? And Jess says, typical, no one's standing up at all for landlords. I'm a landlord not by choice. I can't sell the house yet as I own it with another person. In order to pay for the taxes, etc., we have to rent it. And some tenants are a nightmare, but no one talks about this. It's a headache owning a house and renting. The sooner we get out of it, the better, says Jess. I would say that your callers are right. Some tenants are an absolute nightmare. And the problem here, in both directions, is that the residential tenancies board are toothless. If it had greater powers to enforce, then there would be less issues with landlords. But what's fascinating about that is... Well, I had this debate with Tony Wallace yesterday, where he was actually talking about the extra powers that they have been given. Mm -hmm. But I pointed out that when we've had people from the residential tenancies board on this show, they've said to us that, you know, policing is a big task. Investigating and inspecting requires resources. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say um, I um, I worked in the Students' Union in UL for a while, and I would say in defence of your messages you've had in there from people defending landlords, we did deal with a lot of situations where landlords were having genuine issues with tenants. We also dealt with a lot of situations where tenants were having issues with landlords. I can think of one situation where if I anonymise it, and, you know, scratch all the details off, essentially um, a student came to us, his security deposit wasn't being refunded because it was being used to repair damages done by the previous batch of tenants. And when we contacted the landlord and asked, well, why don't you use the previous tenant's security deposit to repair the damage they caused, uh, he had used it for personal improvement to his own house, saw nothing wrong with this, didn't understand that it was going to get him in trouble with the RTB. Um, So you do get these problems on both ends. And more yeah, and, resources, and, more ability to enforce with fixed and, and that goes around to another discussion, which uh, is about um, those organisations that operate uh, as professional landlord managing and letting agents. Uh, and to some extent, people say that that's an easier experience than maybe dealing with an individual uh, landlord. Uh, well, uh, we also have on the line Karina Timothy, who's manager of the housing charity Thresholds Western Region Services, including Limerick. Uh, morning to Karina. Morning, Joe. It's a really, really difficult one, particularly for younger people. At the same time, the squeeze is on, rents are going up, the rent pressure zones could be argued are not working to the degree that they need, but we also have landlords exiting the market because they say there's just too big a burden. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was on DAFT this morning and I just did a quick search there to see how many properties were available to rent in Limerick City today, and there are 10. 10 properties to rent in the entire Limerick City, two of which are three um, three bed houses, the rest of which are apartments. So that's what you're talking about. And are they about. expensive in general? Well, one, one of the three beds was 1,650. The other one was 2,300 a month. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, the hat caps now. 2,300 a month? Yes. For what, a three bed? For a three bed house, yes. And in what general area? Um, I don't you have the remember. page okay. open. Well, Sorry, well, so that's I okay. No, yeah. that's okay. Just as a matter of interest, that three thousand three hundred yeah. does sound like a lot for a three bed. Yes, it, it's. I mean, it, it's who who can who can afford that? Now the thing is, the thing is, um, somebody will pay it, and that's part of the problem. And again, you can ask yourself the question: in general terms, is the rent pressure zone system working at all? Well, it's, well, the DAFT report that that was that came out yesterday would would show that it's not. Um, you you mentioned it there earlier, Joe. Limerick is a is a rent pressure zone, so rent in Limerick City, in Limerick City, not county, should be limited. Well, but at the time the DAFT report was issued, should should have been limited by a four percent maximum increase a year, but yet they're going up 
that yet yet rents have gone up by 10%. So the rent pressure zone rules aren't working. So what can we do? How can we help people? Declan's pointed out the difficulties. He said Megan's happy now, but she's had her own challenges. Well, okay, well, the first thing is we need more housing. You know, that's that's the main thing. We need more housing. We need more social housing. The the, the private rented market is, is stuffed to the gills. So you have people, different type of households, competing with, with one another for the same house. You'll have a family with, with kids competing with students for the same house. You know, it's, we need more social housing is, is, is the crux of it. We need more housing in general. But there's other things that could be done. And the, the, the Residential Tenancies Board, the RTB, now they do have an, an investigation and sanctions unit now that's um, been set up. And the RTB can investigate um, cases where rent pressure zones um, are, are being breached. So that's something that could be done. Are you aware of any such investigations having taken place so far? I am aware, and I do know that the RTB are beginning to kind of make moves in the in, in this area. Um, let's say so. Yes, invest, investigations are beginning. Let's say uh, one other quick point: What do you do about a situation as was reported in Dublin, where um, a housing that was designated, although private, for social housing? I think the house was bought with support for one hundred and fifty thousand, and it's gone up for maybe one hundred and seventy. Actually, it was to be fair, but it's it's gone on the market now only a couple of years later at two hundred and fifty grand. Oh yes, yes, that's that the, the, the cooperative housing in Dublin. I mean, okay, I know, I know, I know. In that instance, with with that type of housing, those you know, for the first ten years, you know, if you if you sell on that house, that that the um, the co op can kind of claw back some so, um, some of the money, but. The rules are the way the rules are at the moment. You you've every right to sell that house should you wish. Those rules need to be tightened, absolutely, because the the whole purpose of the, the whole purpose of the project is is to provide um, accommodation at, at a reason at a reasonable level. They should it shouldn't be sold on for profit, but the rules need, the rules definitely need to be tightened in that regard. Okay, well look, it's a really difficult situation. There's no question about that uh, for everybody who's trying to rent, indeed for people trying to uh, buy a house as well, as was pointed out by Declan earlier. Thank you very much, Karina Timothy, manager of Thresholds Western Region Services, including Limerick. Uh, thank you to Declan and to Megan. As well. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.